Welcome to Christian Living Spotlight, an extension of Christian Living Magazine. We invite you to join us as we take a deeper look into the stories and ministries highlighted in Christian Living Magazine. Welcome to Christian Living Spotlight. I'm Sandy Jones, the host of this show and publisher of Christian Living Magazine, a 501c3 nonprofit ministry. This show has been made possible by a generous grant that we received so that we could come to you each week and take a deeper dive into the stories and ministries you'll find in the pages of Christian Living Magazine. This is going to be a truly great show. The room is full today, folks. I wish you could see it. But first of all, I'm joined by my occasional co-host, Steve Bertel. Steve, I want to thank you for joining me today. And why I'm saying thank you for our longtime listeners, I want to thank you for pitch hitting for me in October when I got sick suddenly and you get this panicked message. Can you host tomorrow? Mm. Well, thank, well, thank you. And I'm, I'm glad you're feeling better. But yeah, I, I felt honored and blessed to do that. So it was, it was a fun show to do. It was great. It was great. I knew, I knew our guests were in good hands and I knew our listeners were in good hands and I could just stay home and focus on that. So... That's, you know, when you do a solo show, that's really a big scare. Yep. Speaking of solo shows, we have a guest who popped in today to join us, and that is Coach Skip Hall. (laughs) Thank you, Sandy. It's always a pleasure to be here and appreciate what you do and the rest of these people in this room. It's, It's an honor to be here. Well, thank you for joining us. So, Steve, you are here today because we both share a mutual passion, and that's for the Boise Rescue Mission. Exactly. So... In fact, your debut article a year ago as as a feature writer with Christian Living Magazine was about Reverend Bill Roscoe Roscoe. and his personal testimony. Um, So So he's joining us again. He's here Reverend Bill, welcome. Live and in color. (laughs) And thank you so much for having me again. And it's great to have the coach with us, too. To coach us along. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) I'll take all the help I can get. Coach him up. We're going to coach him up today. Yep. So, Reverend Bill, you're here today to uh, to talk about uh, uh, the article that that's in the current issue of of Christian Living Magazine about the Rescue Mission's newest transitional living home, Sunrise Manor. And it is a, a a great a great moment to talk about it, Steve, because we just secured the building permit for all of the remodel work that has to go on there. We've waited six months since we applied for that permit, so it's just it was such a joy this morning to pick it up and bring it to the job site and hand it off. And it's a victorious week. It is a victorious week, and thank you, Jesus, for uh, opening the doors and letting us get started. We've got all the subcontractors lined up. Uh, we've raised a lot of the money. We still have some money to raise, but we're ready to start work over there and uh, really looking forward to opening up 60 more apartments of transitional living for people coming out of homelessness. So people who perhaps haven't read the article, uh, again, in the current issue of Christian Living Magazine, um, let's start at the beginning. Where, where is Sunrise Manor? Because it, it, it was an existing property that the Rescue Mission purchased. It was formerly the Park Place Assisted Living. It's 55,000 square feet mm. of, of under-roof space. And uh, we, we purchased it a year ago this month. We bought it from the sellers who were decided uh, to close that particular facility down. They have another one that they're maintaining. But uh, they, they, they called me and said, uh, we're going to close, and we would love to see this building in the hands of other Christian people doing something for God. And I went and looked at it, and I said, well, I don't think we can afford this, honestly, but I'll bring the board in. 
And of course, then we did, and, and everybody agreed it was a fabulous property. And the sellers made us an incredible discount in order to get us in the door. And we started fundraising that day, and we're still after it. Mm-hmm. And, and where is it located? It's at 1777 uh, Curtis Road, uh, South Curtis Road. It's just a little south of Overland. And uh, it's on the right-hand side. It's five acres of land with 55,000 square feet of building on it. It's a fabulous property. But, uh, you know, part of it was built in 1972 and part was built in 84. So the 72 part is really showing its age. But, the, it, but it was a beautiful facility. Too. It actually, my, my, my little sweet mother-in-law lived out her remaining years there. You so. know, and I keep running into people all the time who tell me that same thing. Oh, my grandmother was in room 306. You know? <laughs> <laughs> so it's a, it's a great project finally mm-hmm. underway. So... When the plan was first proposed to you and you took a a tour of the facility, what was your initial reaction when you first laid eyes on it? Uh, First of all, that it was huge. And then that, as Sandy said, it really is a beautiful property. It's a a well-built, well-constructed building. Uh, the, the roof is only five years old. So the, right when you drive up, it's all brick on the outside and, and, uh, a beautiful new roof on it. So it looked great from that perspective. And then going in and through the building, there's five laundry rooms. And in fact, they're all equipped. They came that way. We don't have to buy washers and dryers. Uh, There's a large commercial kitchen and a huge dining room right off of the kitchen, uh, which is now all being uh, remodeled and rebuilt. And then we're going to have 60 apartments in there. There were 100 rooms originally. And what we're doing is consolidating uh, some of those into offices and other space that we need. Our volunteer staff is in, is going to have offices there. I'm going to move my office there. But we'll have 60 apartments, and uh, 20-something of those will be studios. And then another half dozen or so will be three rooms adjoined where we're putting doors in between rooms so that that family with two or three or four kids has a little more space. And then some will be two rooms joined together. And then, of course, the meals will be served in the, in the dining room out of the kitchen, and we'll do sack lunches and all the things that people in transition need when they mm-hmm. go to work and go to school and take care of business. So my first impression was, oh, my goodness, wouldn't this be great if we could do it? Wouldn't this be fabulous? And now I'm saying, thank you, Lord. It's happening. <laughs> as, as people listen to this, they may think of the transitional living facility as a halfway house. Tell us the difference between a halfway house and and this facility. Well, in a sense, I guess it is a halfway house, Steve, because you're going from homelessness uh, into the community, and this is your stopover where you get your feet on the ground. So most of the people who come into this building are going to be people that have gone through a program at the rescue mission. So they've been out of homelessness and staying with us for some time. Or they've been out of homelessness in another program in the community, helping them to recover from homelessness, are referred to us and, and apply and, and may come in that way. But they're going to then come into this program where they're going to have really solid case management, good accountability, and at the same time really be experiencing independence, you know, learning how to live in the community, creating a budget, living by the budget, uh, sharing that budget with our case managers so everybody's on the same page. And we don't charge rent. We charge a program fee, and the program fee is dependent on your ability to pay. So some people coming in are just starting work, and they've got debt, and they've got bills to pay. Uh, So they have to take care of that, and we're going to permit that. 
But as soon as they can pay the program fee, they'll start paying the program fee. Others are mm-hmm. going to come in making $20 an hour somewhere and be able to pay a, a, a good program fee, and we'll collect that right from the beginning. But the whole idea is to be that, be that transitional place between having been homeless and getting back into independent living again in the community. And of course, right now, that's so hard because of the housing shortage and because of rent prices being so high. We're going to fill that place up pretty soon, and, and that's a good thing. Mm-hmm. You know, thank God that we'll be able to do that and then coach people up. Coach them up. Coach them up. <laughs> get them ready to go back into independence. There you go. So as people apply for this program, let me back up just a minute. How can they apply? Because you said they, they need to go through the Rescue Mission program first. Yes. The best way to do that uh, after we open, which we hope will be now in, in the springtime of this next year, uh, they simply get a hold of us at the Rescue Mission. BoiseRM.org is our website. You can contact us that way. And I think there's also photos of the facility on that There website. are. Yeah, there's a whole page there about Sunrise Manor. People can look at it and see what it looks like now. And as we do work, we'll upgrade those photos. But that's the best way. Just go to the website or call the office. Uh, we're in the book, 208-343-2389. And let us know you're, you're interested in transitional housing. And uh, we'll set it up with a case manager to do the interview and the application. You mentioned the, the housing uh, shortage that we're experiencing right now. What's beyond that? What's the greatest challenge that people face in that transition from being homeless to being on their own that, yeah. that the facility can help them with? Well, you know, there's a lot of challenges, Steve, because everybody's different. Everybody has a different experience in, in life, and including homelessness. But, you know, some of the common denominators are parenting issues you know, for that family or that single parent with children uh, who's been homeless, living in the car, living on the couch here and there, uh, bringing that family unit back together and building that cohesiveness again between the the family members. That's something we really work a lot on. Uh, The other thing, I suppose, would be managing your money because so many people who have been homeless, when when they finally get back to work and start making a paycheck, they're not prepared to manage that money. You know, gee, I haven't had a milkshake in a long time. And, and I understand that. And we, we, we provide for that as we work out budgets with people. But just helping people to understand, okay, here's how many dollars you have. Here's the debt that you owe. Here's your program fee. Here's what you need for gas uh, or bus fare, whatever. And helping people to set that budget and make it livable and, and flexible, and then helping them to learn how to manage that so that when they do move out, they can pay their rent on time, they can pay the light bill on time, and all those important things. So those are two of the big ones, I think, the family unit coming together, and then learning how to manage your income. Now, the facility is still undergoing somewhat of a renovation. You mentioned the building permit. So what more work needs to be done to meet the, the target date of spring of of next year to open up. (laughs) I'm probably optimistic on that date. But what needs to be done, first of all, is the the heating and cooling system throughout the building needs to be completely renovated. That's a really big deal. So we're putting, uh, like you would have in a hotel room with the under window heater coolers, each room will have one of those brand new. And then we're putting in three heat pump systems that'll take care of the common areas of the building. That's a big deal. Plumbing is another big deal. The old part of that building, the 72 wing, has to be replumbed altogether. Wow. So a lot of work. A lot of work. 
and we've got the best plumber. If you need a plumber bad, you need him good, call Cloverdale Plumbing. They've been in there since we bought the building, mm-hmm. helping us with all the various leaks and issues and toilets that didn't work, and we just appreciate so mm-hmm. much. And actually, all of our subcontractors have been really helpful. Uh, the architect, Eric Hagen Architecture in uh, Boise, jumped on board immediately, and uh, uh, the engineering firm, they, they've all been great and giving us huge discounts and helping us to get this thing rolling. Uh, so the plumbing and heating are really big deals. Electrical is another big deal, but not quite as big. But we have a great electrician uh, coming in to do all the new electrical work. Uh, those, are, those are all important. And then after all of that is done, of course, most of the flooring is going to need to be replaced. Probably two-thirds of the flooring in the whole 55,000-square-foot building need to be replaced. And that's going to be a big deal. After the painter's out. <laughs> <laughs> now, you mentioned that, that obviously it's not open yet because right. you've got all this work to do. But there is some staff already in place there, correct? Yes. When we bought the building, uh, the, the newer section from 84, those units are in really pretty good shape. And so we did move in a few of our staff who uh, were willing and able to live there. Because we wanted a presence on the property, we didn't want it. I mean, it's been a year, and without people on that property, we could have had some vandalism and trespassing and things like that. So, uh, and the first thing we did was install security. So we've got cameras everywhere and in the hallways and all of that. But we did move in some of our people, and all of them uh, work for me, work for the rescue mission, and some of them are in the maintenance crew. That's very handy. They get up and walk down the hall and go to work. And then the gal, there's a gal there with her two children, and she's uh, one of our food service managers right now at City Light. She'll be the food service manager at Sunrise. So it was good for her to be there, and she's keeping everybody fed and keeping things moving in that regard. Uh, So that's what we've done, and it's worked out really well. It's been very inconvenient. We've had a lot of plumbing issues, and it's been very inconvenient for those folks who volunteered to live there, and I really appreciate their effort. Any plans for the grounds? You said it's on five acres? You know, the grounds are in pretty good shape. And immediately last year after we bought the building, we went through with a a couple of landscape friends and we cleaned our ditch. We have ditch water right alongside the property. It was a debacle. So we cleaned that thing out and we trimmed off uh, bushes by the buildings that were obstructing windows and things like that. Uh, So right now uh, the grounds are sufficient and there's a big lawn in the front that we brought back to life. Uh, having re- restarted the irrigation system out of the ditch. And uh, we're looking forward to next spring because about the time we're ready to open, it'll be great to get some flowers and flowering plants put in the ground. And we have a lot of people already signed up. You know, we want to come plant plants. Let us know when you're ready. So we're looking forward to some really beautiful grounds. And in relation to that, if, if someone wants to donate, if someone wants to help out, you know, with their services or help plant flowers, how can they how can they join this program? BoiseRM.org and the click website. the Get Involved button, and it'll bring you to the volunteer page, and you'll find all the uh, answers to those questions. And we sure, we need help right now. You know, we're getting ready for Christmas, right. and we got a lot of toys to wrap. <laughs> so anybody wants to volunteer, BoiseRM.org, uh, check that uh, uh, volunteer button, and you'll find all the opportunities there. I love Good. your website. Thank but, you. So as excited as we are about the Sunrise Manor, it's one of your many facilities. So I, I just kind of wanted for our listeners, we have so many new people in our community. Folks, we're, we're speaking with Reverend Bill Roscoe of the Boise Rescue Mission today. And so we have lots of new people in the Valley. 
I kind of want to let them know what are Boise Rescue, which are the Boise Rescue Mission <laughs> facilities. Well, thank you, have, you. You have two in Boise and technically two in Nampa. Yeah. So let's talk about those. Okay. Well, let's start in the West Valley, go to Nampa, where we have the uh, Valley Women and Children's Shelter, which is a women and children's shelter. And then right across the parking lot from that building is the uh, Rescue Mission Recovery Lodge, which is a facility uh, specifically for uh, medically fragile homeless people. So coming out of the hospital, coming off of an illness, and they're just not ready for a 125-bed dorm environment. We can serve them better at the Recovery Lodge. And then in, in Nampa, we had the Lighthouse Rescue Mission, which last year uh, we, we didn't have any men staying there. So we uh, made a deal with some Christians helping Ukrainian refugees. And with them, we opened the Ukrainian Welcome Center, and that's in the old lighthouse. And then in Boise, we have the River of Life Rescue Mission over on 13th and River Street, which is a 34,000 square foot building for men. And it has the community dining room for whosoever needs a meal. And then across town on Jefferson and 14th Street, we have the City Light Home for Women and Children, which is that uh, same kind of women and children facility we have in Nampa, and a community dining room just for women and children. Uh, Then we have a warehouse, and we have transitional apartments and things like that all over the place, too. It's it's not what it was when you you first came to Boise, that's for sure. (laughs) So let's talk about the need a little bit, because I'm... We're recording this on Thursday. We're going to air on Saturday. So we're going to see a weather transition between here and Saturday. But the last week, it has not been above freezing, yeah, it's really, cold. in yeah. this whole valley. It's so cold. So how many meals are you guys serving a day? How many, be- how many, how many souls are in beds at night? <laughs> well, I know that on Monday night, we had about 370 men, women, and children under our roof sleeping with us. And so there's three meals a day, every day at the rescue mission. And we serve meals to people that aren't staying with us. Anyone needing a meal needs to know that. If you're hungry and you need a meal, Mm -hmm. please come to the rescue mission. And if you're a fellow, go to the river. If you're a family, go to the river or uh, City Light Home for Women and Children. We don't have many men in that building, but uh, River of Life dining room is huge. So every day, three meals a day are served there. And right now it's looking like about 900 a day, something like that. That's absolutely amazing. So one of the things that we talked about, and we're just going to touch on this briefly just to get the information out, but there's been a program, um, a motel voucher program um, that's been overseen by another ministry, but that's coming, as I understand it, it's coming to an end this week. So that's going to that's gonna put a need out, but there's some, I think there's some misinformation out there because I've seen some posts on social media about there's some medically fragile people that are, that are coming out of that motel program. And it's their understanding that they don't that they don't they don't qualify. So they do mm. qualify, as, as you were sharing with me. Would you can you expand on that? Well, a little bit? we you know we really believe in serving whosoever comes through the door. And if you're medically fragile, that's why we built the recovery lodge, and we have beds available in the recovery lodge right now. So people in that situation ought to look, go to the website, give us a call, and let us know you need that kind of shelter. Otherwise. We have beds at every one of our facilities available, and we have a policy to not turn anyone away. So years ago, we bought a bunch of really nice foam mattresses, and when the need is there, we put those mattresses on the floor in the dining room at any one of the facilities, and we can serve people that way. And it's, you know, it's not the best situation, but it's a lot better than outside in 21 degrees. And it's not in your car in 21 degrees. That's right. And, there, and there's all the other services available, clothing, showers, hygiene product. 
and case management, recovery program, all the things that we have. So we only have about three minutes left here. Tell us a little bit, since we're talking about other programs that, that the Rescue Mission uh, provides, tell us a little bit about Recovery Lodge and how that works. Well, the Recovery Lodge, as I said, it was built to serve uh, medically fragile homeless people. And we do that in partnership with all the area hospitals, as well as with churches and other, other ministries and agencies that serve homeless people to let them know we're there. Uh, you simply let us know what your needs are. Now, there's a criteria because we're not a nursing or assisted living facility. So you have to be ambulatory or at least be able to use your walker, your wheelchair to get from your room to the shower and then bathe yourself and use the bathroom by yourself without assistance. So if you're at that level of uh, uh, physical health, then you're eligible to apply at the recovery lodge with whatever medical needs you have. And we do have volunteers who come in, doctors who come in and visit with our guests and talk about medicine and things like that. And we're connected to, as I said, the hospitals throughout the valley so, uh, and doctors that are all associated with St. Al, St. Luke, Seltzer, and, and the others, so that if you need to see your doc, we can facilitate that visit on site and they'll okay. come. And it works really well. Yeah, That's great awesome. program. Coach, you're, you're telling me. I got a question, Sandy. <laughs> <laughs> Where's no, Coach Ben? It's not a question. It, it's, it's a coaching point. You know, in our lives, there's a lot of people, businesses, organizations, ministries that come through our lives. But there's only a handful that touch our hearts. And the Boise Rescue Mission and Reverend Bill and his staff are certainly that type of an organization and ministry. They've touched my heart. I've actually been out recruiting people to help donate for the ministry. And, you know, it's a team deal. That's, that's, that's the whole ballgame. It's, it's, mm-hmm. it's a team deal. And we need players. We need players that can play different positions and do different things. So my input is uh, get involved. This is a very worthwhile ministry. Thank you so much, Coach. And you are such a great ambassador for the rescue mission. I just appreciate you so much. And I, and I want to say on the air that all three of you celebrated Thanksgiving with us, serving meals to our homeless guests, you know, along with your spouses and friends. And I just appreciate that so very much. Thank you very, very much for being involved, for caring and sharing with, with the Boise Rescue Mission. And thanks for mentioning the team, Coach. Absolutely. I have the best team in rescue. I'm telling you the truth. The finest people I've ever known. You know, they, Teamwork they, makes the dream work. Yes. There you go. And, and they say that the atmosphere or the attitude of a team starts at the top. Uh, and I work, I, I think every one of us in this room works with different members of your team at different locations. And that heart of service, that servant's heart is there in every member of your staff. We are down to the last wire. So I want to mention that I was back on your website. And under your donate button, there are a list of needs, current needs, and things like urgent need. I noticed this morning, men's coats, cold medicine. Yeah. Okay. There's th- <laughs> these people are homeless. They don't have money for, for cold medicine and all of that. So I encourage our listeners, if you're looking for places to help still, please go to boiserm.org. Under the donate tab, you'll find a sub tab called current needs and see what those needs are. I think some of them have really, I know some of them have really humbled me Mm. to see what some of the real needs are. So again, it's boiserm.org. Do you want to give that phone number one more time? 208-343-2389. Bill, thank you so much. You're a great friend. Um, Thank you. We love what you do. Thank you. Um, And remember, folks, 
I, if you don't hear it enough, I'm going to say it again. The Boise Rescue Mission takes no government funding so that they can preach the gospel. Amen. They can save souls and lives. Mm. This brings our time to an end for this week. If you'd like to read Reverend Bill's testimony, you can do so on our website, christianlivingmag.com, under the Past Issues tab, November, December 2021. Or you can read the story about Sunrise Manor in our current issue, available in over 600 locations across southern Idaho, or also on our website at christianlivingmag.com. We invite you back next week when we have another special guest in store for you, someone who will encourage you with hope and inspiration. Until next time, God bless. This has been Christian Living Spotlight, an extension of Christian Living Magazine where it's our desire to deliver faith, hope, encouragement, and perhaps a new perspective about God's love to our listeners and readers as we showcase the hands and feet of Christ at work in our community and beyond. For more information on today's program, the magazine itself, or to subscribe, go to www.christianlivingmag.com or search Christian Living Magazine on Facebook for an uplifting start to each day. Christian Living Magazine is free to pick up in over 600 locations throughout Central and all of Southern Idaho. Our mailing address is Christian Living Magazine, P.O. Box 867, Meridian, Idaho, 83680. Or you can email us at christianlivingmag at gmail.com. Thanks for listening, and we invite you to join us again next week.